Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. 
poetry, talking, doing, I feel better. But like I've come to realise that it takes a lot of things to really help me get my mental health where it needs to be. Which is why I say I feel a lot less numb now because I went through a period where like when my mum passed away, what one of my friends <clears throat> was going through her stuff and I ain't gonna lie, I didn't care. Yeah. I was just like, I don't care my mum dad. I don't care my mum dad, get over it, my mum dad. That ain't that, that and I was like, Well your problem's not as bad as my problem. And I was just like, Well, I'm actually becoming a prick. And then one of my best mates turned around and checked me and was just like, look, you have to understand, you're going through your thing, but everyone's still going through theirs as well. And I'm like, yeah. And now over time, I've began to become more human and realise that again and not be so angry because recently one of my friend's dads passed away. And when I heard about it, I was like, I rushed there straight away and I was able to aid him in the way he needed to be aided. Well, yeah, because I knew what they needed. And it wasn't like me jumping around him, cuddling him and being like, let me wipe your tears. It was like, all right, you've got loads of guests coming around. Where do they need to be seated? What, what needs to happen here? All right, what's going on here? Do you have enough cutlery? Do you do blah, blah? Is there toilet paper? Practical. In there? Yeah, practical things just to help the flow of everything keep moving. Or like whenever you're ready. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just and, just, and just be present without being overwhelming. Because I think when my mum passed away, a lot of my friendships... A lot of my friends didn't really know how to deal with it. And the ones that did, God bless them. And the ones that didn't were just like, I'm here for you, I'm here for you, I'm here for you. Why are you not talking to me? Why are you not talking to me? I'm just like, yo, chill. Mm. If you tell me that I'm not going to talk to you because I can't plan when I want to talk to somebody, it just happens. Interesting how, if it, it, how those things trigger other people. Yeah, it is. Because it, it, it makes people feel as if like they're not contributing enough or doing... They're, what, they're, they're fulfilling an expectation. Yeah, and I'm just like, the fact that you're just even here is enough. Would you say that like the numbness is it was a kind of depressive thing? Hundred percent. Because I think that I find that a lot of depression. Yeah, you become really numb. Like you just lay in bed. Apathetic. Like you yeah. just go. There's no point. There's no point. I want to give up. Like and even in I Am Whole, that was one of the first performances where I dropped the line that said, "And I don't think I've taken my life anymore, Mum, mm. because I'm scared of what you'd do to me." Mm. And you, I have to admit, you, I did feel suicidal, and I think. I think everybody does at one point in their lives. You will come up with a battle and be faced with something that you will consume and overwhelm you. And you will think, well, it would be easier for me to just kill myself because I can't deal with this. And I remember when my mum died, I was driving home. So when my dad called me, I was driving back and I called my, my best mate who lives four or five doors down. And my dad said my mum had fallen down. So I called my mate. I said, go to... <coughs> I said, go to my house and tell me what you can see as I was driving. Mm. And um, he, he got to my house and he goes, oh, I can, I can see everything. Everything's fine. And I was like, no, you're lying to me. I was like, you're lying to me. And then I heard my dad in the background say to him, you can't come inside today. And that's when I knew. So when I rocked up to my house, there was like four ambulances outside. I went inside and I'd seen my mum had passed away. Literally, the first thing I did, I went out. She was ill from before, right? No, no, she wasn't ill at all. So she had like a brain aneurysm and it just, she just died instantly. Wait, what? Yeah, it was just like the most sudden death of all time in our family. She was not ill. There was nothing. It was well, just I like... I can't remember because when we spoke about it, mm. I, I, for some reason in my head, I rationalised that there was like some no, kind of... No, it's what everyone does think. Everyone was just like, oh, she must have been really old. And I was like, she was 49. 
she was chilling. She was just, she just come back from work. It was in the evening one night. She was ordering a pizza. Oh my God. She man. hadn't been to the doctors in 15 years. When I saw, I walked into the house and I saw her and they were doing CPR on her. In my head, I knew she died. You watched that Yeah, 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 I was oh, watching and God. like, cause I knew she died. Cause basically my little sister's a nurse and she was at home. So in my head, I'm thinking the ambulance is only doing what my sister would have already done. And if anybody would have saved her, the beautiful story would have been she was saved by her daughter, but she wasn't. And I went outside and I looked at my boy in his face. I said, bruv, take the week off work. You're sleeping in my bedroom. And he was just like, okay. And then I got two best friends, luckily enough. And I said, you both need to work on shifts with me right now. Cause I'm yeah. telling you, I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah. And then they, the thing is, I said it so comfortably, they 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 didn't think I was joking. Yeah. Cause they were like, cause I'm like at this point in time, I'm not lying to you now. I'm gonna be so real with you. This is the realest thing. And then the police were there, and then they were like, we need to talk to somebody to make sure nobody murdered her. And then when the rest of my like extended family heard that, everyone was like, why why we wouldn't? And I was just like, all right, cool. I went project manager mode dealt with the funeral and everything. Then I came back home and this was that this was the downfall was I was chilling in the kitchen and I don't know if your mum has got some special cutlery, but cutlery you only use for special guests in your house. Like if you get visitors you use these type of plates, yeah, of like course. the clean plates, like yeah, yeah. and everyone else just uses the standard ones. And um we was ch- I was chilling in the kitchen and so, I don't know who it was, someone came into the kitchen and picked up her mug. And I looked at that person and I was just like, no, we're about to have a war, you know. Whose mug are you touching? And they might, I didn't say nothing. And then these other people started like opening the drawers and opening the cupboards. And I'm just like, you're not allowed to open that drawer. Yeah, That's got yeah, a special thing. You can't, yeah, yeah. I was like, close that clock. Give me that plate black. And, and then my sister was like, what happened? And then I dropped on the floor in the garden. Everyone was there. Jamala was there. Jay Soul was there. Every, there was, all my friends were there and I was screaming. I was just like, I could not, but, but it was like, because I'd just seen her get buried. They didn't cry at the funeral or nothing. The moment I came back home, I was like, I know you're not here because there's people in your house touching things they shouldn't be touching. Do you know what I mean? You've kept your house so special and everything. And that's when it hit me. And then from then on, every night was just long until like, you have to just pick yourself up and analyze and really break down how you're gonna get through this. Because you can. One of these things that you can't like ever prepare yourself for. Yeah, it's true. And what I was saying to you earlier was that I hate this time of year now, is because every year, this time of year, we'd go shopping, we'd go lakeside. You know? Oh, that's where you Yeah, we'd it. go lakeside. And lakeside would close late during Christmas. So we'd go lakeside and, um, my mum was always, always parking Debenhams so she could walk through Debenhams and she'd always go to New Look and she'd always go Dorothy (laughs) Perkins and like, I'm sure there's other brands out there as well, but like she'd always go to like these shops and then on the way back, she'd go to her favourite spot, get her dinner Mm -hmm. and she'd say things like, you're only allowed one fizzy drink a week. She'd park on a, like a single yellow line and be like, horn the car if the ticket man comes so I'll run back out the shop. Like we was young and like I was saying to my family yesterday, I want to go back to that shopping centre. I want to walk through it. I want to do that route. I want to just experience her and with you me. you haven't done that yet? No, I'm too shook. <laughs> Brother, 
even like going to the graveyard, right? You know, one thing that I don't really think is touched upon, like loneliness enough, because when my mum was in the graveyard and I'd go to visit her, I was going every day for the first like, to be honest, I think when your mum passes away, you're like, no, I'm going every day forever. Of course. It's not practical. You can't do it. Of course. Like, you just do when it feels yeah, right. I think I managed to do it for like two, three weeks. And then I kind of had her in my ear going, stop coming here. What are you coming here for? Like, yeah, it's not yeah, even yeah. get back to work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I had that vibe. And then um, when I was in the graveyard, there'd be people getting buried with nobody to bury them. And the people in the graveyard would tell me, like, sometimes, like, we'd have bodies turn up and there's nobody to bury them because this person has no family. This person has no friends. So do you want to come and join the congregation of prayer for yeah. them? And I'm just thinking, wow. People live lonely. Life's here. tough, bro. It's lonely. And like, we are so connected. Nobody should feel like that. But it just goes to show how disconnected we are. And I think as well, like bad experiences with, with negative people lead people to never trusting to, lead people to never trust people again. Do you know what I mean? You know, like what one of the when I went through a lot like a big breakdown last year just before that mm. Amira gig, like um, yeah, like one of the the biggest impacts on me was grieving my gran. Mm. You know what I mean, that was that was like a that took me two two and a half years to even mm. two years to even like process. Yeah, so that same thing. Went to funeral, said a nice thing. Yeah, you know, my dad was in pieces, my mum was in pieces, yeah. like. My like you know my my dad's girlfriend was in everyone you know everyone's like mm -hmm. messed up, but um, I was like yeah cool she's old do you know what I mean mm. but I was heartbroken yeah my little my li the little the little boy in me was devastated yeah you know what I'm saying so it's gonna be a, it's a long journey man it is and it's, it's gonna take a lifetime when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um. You love music. Mm. And you started to to put um to do your poetry you, you, you make you do your poems over beats, like yeah, you, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. you're a musician for sure, you've got songs yeah. out there. Um Man, I've got a couple bars. You got a couple bars to probably <laughs> one of the best bars I know, you've got some no, punchlines for sure. Um that's serious, actually. That's big coming from you. Oh, come no, on. safe. But um, like, so what? What? What is? I mean, what is your relationship with music? Did, how? Mm. How has what you've experienced in the last year shaped your relationship yeah, with yeah. music? Or that's a really good question. I think um, I have so many musical inspirations, like so many, and I think for me, where music weaved into all of this was it became an atmospheric comfort bed. Mm. that I could like get in bed 
get in bed with and like not not like have sex with her but like get, get like intimate with her do you yeah. know what I mean and like when I started exploring the sounds of the violin and the grand piano mm-hmm. and and the of like the shakers and I was like <laughs> all of these little things they really really like start to sprinkle gold dust onto uh-huh. what I'm saying yeah. and that's why like when you, when people come to my shows and they see a full band they get so shocked because they're just like oh wow we thought this was poetry but it's like it's atmosphere it's ambience it's it's melodic, it's, it's everything that I, I want it to be whilst keeping it what it is. Mm. So I'm really happy with my relationship with music because I listen to a lot of composers and a lot of pianos and a lot of, I listen to a lot of, a lot of a lot is what I listen to. Yeah. And now I'm just happy with, with where I'm going with it, wherever it's going to take me. I'm just, I'm happy with it. With, with your your personal music, music. Mm, yeah with my personal music are there yeah. are there any are there any I'm glad you are by the way but are no, there, are there any mus- were there any musicians or when you say about violin and grand piano were there a spe- specific artists or like albums or yeah. songs I, th- I think Hans Zimmer wow yeah was a very very big triggering point for my emotions Really? Yeah. I'm just gonna pull some. Coffee. I mean, when you hear a Hans Zimmer song, um, when you hear a composed piece from Hans Zimmer, that rocks your soul. And if you don't, if you don't have a soul and you think you've lost it, you go listen to a better Hans Zimmer. You'll find your soul again because it it touches you in a way. It's like wow. But do you know what's on my playlist? Who's play- got their keys to my? Do you know who else is on my playlist? Michelle McManus. Michelle McManus. Michelle McManus. Who yeah. winner of pop idol. Of- it was pop, pop idol. It was pop idol she won. What, she's still making music? No, I'm still listening to that. Oh, <laughs> this time. <laughs> We've come along. You just killed off her potential way. career. I really thought I was going to look stupid. <laughs> Why? I love that too. No, 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 the way It was the way you go. <laughs> I go to you. No, 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 no. I said to you, is she still making music? And no, I'm still popular. She's like 2009. No shade. No Earlier. Shade. I don't, I don't, 2007, I reckon. Look, I don't know because I don't keep up to date with many. Do you like most journeys. of the big hits that come from the winner of Talent Yeah, I love that stuff. I it's love got it. all of them. I love it when Shane Ward. Was it speechless? Well, I don't breathless, know. Breathless. The breathless. way you just the, the speed of that answer is outrageous. And what was the other one? Um, what about the voice? Have you I listened think to the I voice better winners? Leave right now. Oh, Will Young. Yeah, wasn't that one of the? Yeah. Two? Okay. The way. How can you be so sure about Shane Ward and Michelle McManus and Will Wait. Young, who had arguably one of the biggest careers from from a time And you're like, what? what's his name again? No, no. <laughs> Listen, because you know what? Yeah, I don't follow musicians anymore. No, no. I live in a cave. I hear you, so but like, you just I'm... spoke about Michelle McManus blood. And you're All right, going, what about, wait, I'm wait, sure I know more. I, I know more. I listen to them songs, yeah, because they come at a time where there was no social media. So it was like, I was really genuinely connected to the emotion of this person's story. And it really, it really hit me. And then moving on from like the ta- talent competition. Oh, you like stuff. the you like the nostalgic kind of like throwback videos. Yeah, and and just like I, lo- I love nostalgia. You know when yeah, they do oh. the videos where they everything's yeah, black yeah, and white. Yeah, and it's like you their can first see their story, audition. and then they get the bus to their primary school, and yeah, like, I, yeah. I love that stuff, man. And then yeah. when whoever gets the golden buzzer, I'm crying. I'm just what's dead. the golden buzzer? Like from? you know when like Britain's Got Talent oh, or something, just, just and tears. someone comes on and does like a backflip and like the little confetti comes out. I'm like, ah. yeah. Um, Adele, I love Adele. Artful Dodger. You know, I once when Dodger. I was about when Blue, I was, when Blue I, was sick. Blazing Squad. You're just naming. You know, you're just, you're just Imperial naming Squad. Early, you're just naming Nerd. Wait, wait, pull up, pull up. 
you have to make a differentiation from talent competitions Jaheim. before you start naming random like early I'm just telling you what's on my plate <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, just saying, you're just saying pop acts <laughs> blue weren't from a talent competition no 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 but I'm just saying what's on my playlist yeah. everything yeah. that was popping when I was growing up I still love it yes I, I, still, I. I still love S it S Club 7 oh, do you yeah. see my Insta story the other day no, what, what does the S stand for one of the great mysteries of life I don't know what, what does the S and S Club stand for what does it stand for school club <laughs> sexy club <laughs> Savages. Say the masochistic. What? What's that? <laughs> You're lying. Oh, don't tell me this. I don't, oh, I don't know. But wait, you know what disrespected me about that video? As I grew older and began working in entertainment, when I realised S Club 7 shot, never had a dream come true with a green screen. I was so sad, fam. I actually thought they had the budget for real snow. They were on a proper set. <laughs> like, I felt like they might have gone Sorry. to... I, I kind of, they went to a winter wonderland somewhere. But that's beta green I screen, isn't it? I have the budget for real snow. I love the idea like, that in your mind, they've gone, right, yeah. we're $2 million to the sky gods. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I need you to snow epically I for know. the duration of the shoot. And then I, as the older I grew, when I turned up to like shoots and there's like a green screen, they're like, it's a colorama. I'm like, is this what S Club used? Um, what's your favourite colour? Green Why? Because of the green starburst No seriously Do you not just get starburst for the green one? I just love that that's, that's your association with colour I thought you were going to come up with something profound like, Really? Yeah we see more shades of green than any other colour Because of you know No what am I a poet? <laughs> <laughs> I never had someone. What's very colour? Green. Why Starburst? Shut up. Yeah, no, what was Starburst's name before Starburst? No. Th- why do you know this stuff? Why don't, why don't you know this? What stuff? was it? Opal fruits. Wow. Yeah, I'm. I'm slacking. actually quite good in pub quizzes, you know. I'm calling you. So do you just like the lime green? That's it. And just then second green. is red. Why? Then third is purple. It's strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> your colour. You, you know what? Yeah. You know what? You know what? You're why? come to realise about me. I'm a very basic person. <laughs> I'm very basic. How old were you when you first became conscious of your mental health? Before, because obviously, what happened last year mm. is is a, is a, it's going to define you, will define you. Yeah. But before, it was that's not like the first no. time you were conscious. Probably 21, university times when I was unhappy at university, and um, had to figure out why I was unhappy there. Your the discomfort second. in uni, what kind of effect did that have on you? A negative one, like it made me really unhappy. I felt like. I but was, I mean, how did that influence your actions or decisions? Oh, or? okay. So what I did was, I was, I found I was unhappy at university, so I had to find ways of making myself happier. Uh huh. So I decided to climb mountains. Not many people know this That's about me. That's incredible. I climb a lot of mountains in my spare time. And um, do you have? How do you get? How do you? Do you mean like in the Lake District? No, like, I climbed Kilimanjaro. You've climbed Kilimanjaro. Yeah, that's the first thing. That was the first mountain I climbed when I was unhappy. Because I was like, I need to set myself a target. I feel like I'm not achieving anything. University is draining my soul. It's taking my money. And all I'm getting for it is PowerPoint slides. But you're feeling a type of way. Yeah, you weren't was, enjoying it. Yeah, so I just felt like I want to do something that's going to help the world because that's how I think I'll help myself. Brilliant. So I decided to climb Kilimanjaro because there was a flood in Pakistan that affected like 60 million people. And where I live in Ilford, there's a massive Pakistani community. So I organised this fundraising climb to Kilimanjaro and um, en route to it, loads of people in the end were like, we want to come, but they didn't actually want to come. So I was like, all right, for those of you who are saying you want to come, why don't we all go to Ben Nevis? 
and we went driving up the mountain and then we were driving past Lake Loch Ness and got to Fort William. Is it Fort William? Mm -hmm. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's Fort William and we got there and we'd started to climb. Anyway, what I found from climbing or it's not climbing, it's not climbing like that, it's that trekking uphill, um, was that we actually helped our mental health a lot. Because climbing and trekking in adventurous settings sparks conversations that you would not necessarily have with people that you wouldn't necessarily speak to. So the group in the bus was full of like 16 people from the ends, but they were all different. And when we got to the mountain, you have no choice but to get along and talk to people. And it proved to be so successful. We did like four other mountain climbs after that. And each time it got bigger and bigger. It's actually been- But do you know what I mean? Like, I love that to think I feel low. So I'm, I'm emotionally and like figuratively and literally mm. gonna- Yeah, climb something. Climb. And I was actually listening to Joe McKeldry the climb as I was doing it. <laughs> he just not sorry, just just he just specified another X factor with that. So yeah. what so what would you say your, your best period of mental well being is? Probably where I'm at right now. Good. Yeah, probably where I'm at right now. I'm so like chilled. And that's so rare. That is actually so rare. But I'm so relaxed. I'm not overthinking. I'm not overanalyzing. I'm not like ruining parts of myself. I'm not doing that. I'm not like damaging my mind. I'm just being blunt, honest, real, less numb and getting on with my life. That's inspiring, bro. I've just got to say, listen, there's going to be people who are listening to this no. podcast who have experienced grief. It's the most difficult fucking thing it is, ever. 100%. It's so the hardest you, thing. So well done if you're getting through it. Amazing. Congratulations. Um, and I'm the, mad proud of you. Just again, you've already kind of covered this, but you are com you're very comfortable talking about your mental mm. health publicly. Now I am. Okay, when did that change for you? I started doing this year because I was offended. I was offended by the artists, the writers, the people in front of the camera out there in the world that were not talking about the things that really affect them. Trust me. So I came to a point where I was like, all these men are telling me their lives are amazing and only my life isn't. Come They're on. lying to me, you know. And I'm, I didn't want to be one of them brothers who's like YouTube conspiracy theorists in the back of in the back of like wedding halls going, yeah, no, it's all a lie. And I was just like, nah, because what I'm feeling, I'm not the only one feeling this. Mm. So I was offended. I am still offended as to how people use their talent of like writing to like to spread lies and like to do certain things. I'm just like, no, nah, you know what? Yeah, I need to talk about it. And I started talking about it like five years ago, and. Um, at first I was mad scared. I was so scared. Cause I was like, people might think I'm crazy. They might just say, oh look, like he's going through the most. He needs, he needs to sit down. But I remember the first time I gave a speech and I said, my name is Hussein and my problem is I care too much. And then went into like a suicide letter. It was received so well. And that for me was like a very big boost of confidence knowing that what I was doing was the right thing. Because if you have a platform and you have the ability to connect and influence with people... Do it positively. Yeah. Or don't do it at all. You should be banned. It's ridiculous. I can't stand it. And now I'm in this position of just like, you know what, yeah, I'm so annoyed at what I see every day. I'm not going to stop talking about it. I'm just going to write about it. Okay. <clears throat> um, you mentioned it at the start, like, straight away about how you dealt with grief mm -hmm. and, and highlighted some really important messages um, to do with exercise and yeah. I don't want to put words in your mouth 
Can you what? What do I? What do? are these things that you do to look after mental health? All right. I speak to people. I run. I have an amazing app called Couch to Five K, where Michael Johnson is my trainer in my earphones, and he'll tell me to keep running. Is he a four hundred meter runner? Yeah, I think so. Olympic. Yeah. He's an American. Michael Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I run. I exercise. I write. I speak. I'm be honest. I eat. I eat right. Um, Apart from McDonald's. Yeah, I focus on what I need to focus on. I, I've been able to identify my emotional triggers and can spot one of them if it tries to pop up on me with a big red flag above it. Really? Yeah. Did you do that via therapy or just from your own I work? Think, I think therapy helped me to an extent, mm-hmm. but then the journey was one I had to go on my ones. And, um, and now, like, yeah, I just do a bunch of things consistently every day. And some people would look at it and see it as draining, but I don't. I look at it and see it as, like, as positive and I have to do this otherwise I'll allow myself to be consumed yeah I hope to, like totally and there's some days where your mind starts to tell you you don't have to do it and, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, battle yeah. is to make sure you still do it yeah. probably then more than ever yeah 100% and stay awake because if I nap during the day I won't sleep at night and if I don't <laughs> sleep at night I overthink and if I overthink it's all downhill from there so we got a, we have a thing um in collaboration with our main charity partner YMCA Mm -hmm. this year we launched something called Whole Hour which is to encourage Mm -hmm. people to um, to do something for an hour of their day just disconnect a little bit just move away from the phone and that yeah 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 so if you had an hour what would you do I think there might be a compilation of X Factor winners first singles (laughs) no 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 you know what I've started to do is not go on my phone every hour for the first hour I wake up I don't go on my phone yeah, that's really important. Well, that's, yeah. what we that's what I do. Did, yeah. did you read that somewhere? I don't know. I think so. I feel like I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <First> <laughs> I want my day. I don't go on my mobile phone. Yeah. And before I go to bed for one hour, I don't go on there either. Because um, when I wake up, I allow myself to wake up naturally. And that's without the outside world influencing the way I'm going to think for that day. Yeah. And also, like, I'm trying to cook. I'm trying to learn how to cook. So food is really important to me. And gardening is also really Mate, important. that's my... I dream of being a good gardener. Yeah, I, I ruined I my garden the other patience. day. I ruined it. I ruined it. I got Why? a weed killer and sprayed it all on the grass because there was weeds coming through the grass and now all the grass is dead. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, it's sad. Is grass a weed? That's a mindfuck. I don't know why you're... I don't know. It's too <laughs> early for me. I don't know nothing. I already told you. Yeah, I love grass. Um, you think about it. Grass is lovely. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. Good it's... colour of green. Almost Starburst green. That might be why it's my favourite colour. It would make more sense for you to say that. Because of grass. Well, it wouldn't make more sense, but it'd be more wholesome. Yeah. Look, Hussein, I'm going to leave it on that note. Um, Cheers, man. Because oh, I'm trying to think of a joke real quick about space. Sensitive atmosphere has been Just give me lot. some space, Jordan. <laughs> now I will give you your space. <laughs> um, that was the whole two forecast. So if you say a man aware. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Powered by Spirit Studios.